everybody. Welcome to the 11th edition of the Beat of Brooklyn podcast. I am your host, Tyler Hernandez. To my left is my co-host, Mike Saeed. What's good, y'all? And um, it's been it's been a couple weeks since we did an episode, so we have a lot to touch up on, a lot to talk about. Um, first things first, we want to get this out of the way because we haven't reported it by now. A lot of you, well, most of you should know that D'Angelo Russell suffered a left knee contusion a couple weeks ago in a game against the Jazz, had surgery for it, and his timeline to return is up in the air. Um, I don't, first thing, I, I don't like how the Nets are handling injuries this year because they're keeping a lot of information from the fans. They're keeping a lot of information low-key. And that as, as fans, we should know when our players are coming back. We should know all the information that we need to know. For example, uh, we didn't even know he needed surgery when Woj reported that he had a left knee contusion. The consensus was that he'd miss uh, a few games. That's what he said, a few games. And then it turned into he needed surgery. And now we don't know when he's coming back. Uh, could be this season. Hopefully it's this season. But for right now, uh, his official status is day-to-day. Um and not for nothing, but the team is playing well, even with all these injuries. The injury to Jeremy Lin, obviously the first game of the season, really like screwed everything up, and now D'Angelo Russell's down. What what do you make of all of this so far, the way the season's playing out? You know, we had a lot of optimism going into the season. There was a lot of hype around the team. Not like we're going to the NBA Finals type hype, but like we can legitimately make the playoffs if the team stays healthy and performs as expected type hype. So what do you make of all of these injuries and how the team has responded to them so far? Well, I was like, I was hurt initially, obviously that D'Angelo uh, left the game because he was hurt. And then like, like you said, just more information has kept coming out day to day. Like it, it just randomly, Oh, he got surgery. Yeah. That, that came gone. out of nowhere, but it's crazy. Like, Usually, I would think a doctor would give you a timeable, um, like a return for when you could start at least working out and shit like that. Right. So for them to say they don't know when he's coming back, like just be honest, he's out for three to six months. He's out for two weeks. Like it, it sucks. But like you said, we're playing well and we're not playing like a garbage team. Like everyone's going down and we're still not losing by twenty. Like our biggest loss was fourteen points. So we're playing in the system that Kenny Atkinson, he has players for his system, so no matter who we have playing out there, we're still playing. We're still playing like we can win, and that's what I like, but it really sucks that everyone's getting hurt, all my favorite players, all the players that make a huge difference on a team, so, I mean. Yeah, and that that's, a, that's a, a testament to Kenny Atkinson. That's a testament to how Sean Marks has built this team, and granted, you know, Sean Marks has gotten a lot of criticism over the last couple of weeks, Um and it's, it's warranted, you know, he built a, a team that lacks front court depth and we pay for it. You know, we, we saw that the first couple games of the season when we let, you know, Vucevic drop 40 on oh, us yeah, and Aaron Gordon drop 40 on us. And we let all these big players, you know, big front court players. I can't only imagine, you know, when we play like a team like the Pelicans that has <laughs> Anthony Davis and DeMarcus Cousins, like that, that game is going to be. Um, a nightmare, but for right now, the players that Kenny Atkinson has available to him, you know, Alan Krabs missed a couple games, 
Um, Jamari Carroll's missed a couple games. He came back a few. Um, he came back, and you know his impact on both sides of the floor. You know, I can't say enough about how Sean Marks did an excellent job uh, getting Jamari Carroll for basically nothing. Getting Carroll and a first round pick, like the way that Carroll's performed this season, it was nobody. Nobody had to expect you know the output that he is 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 um making this season you know he's averaging 14.2 points per game he's averaging seven almost seven rebounds a game and, and you know coming off a season coming off the last couple years where Damari Carroll's been hurt where he's played poorly where he hasn't really you know been the same player he was in Atlanta and now he's reunited with Kenny Atkinson who was the assistant head coach in Atlanta and it's like a perfect fit Damari Carroll is the type of player that you want to have on your team a team full of young guys a team full of developing players you want to have a guy like Damari Carroll you want to have a guy like Trevor Booker on your team to you know lift them up and be that veteran presence and I can't say enough about how much of an impact Damari Carroll has made on the team this season he's really stepped up and become the leader of this team and he's he's yeah he's he's been great like honestly we talked up we didn't talk shit, but we really didn't think he was gonna. To be honest, nobody like, did. We, me and you, when we were when we first talked about when we got him, we didn't think he was gonna do anything. But he he's he's on the right team. Like he when he was on Toronto, that's Kyle and uh, Demar Demar Derozan taking twenty shots a game, and him just being able to play defense. And he was hurt, but now he's able to show that he can be a decent scorer and a decent shooter, and he's obviously. Playing the defense, he's always played. He's as long as he stays healthy, he's going to be one of the most important players on our team. And Trevor Booker, honestly, I think he is the most important player in a sense that he's our only decent big man. Like Mozgov's terrible. Yeah. Jared Allen, he's he's a rookie. He's going to be good, but he got hurt, so that sidelined him for a little bit. He he wasn't able to stay consistent, and now he's coming back and he's getting back in the groove, but. Trevor Booker's our only decent big man, and I really, really, I just hope he stays healthy and he's able to stay on the floor because he makes a huge difference on the team because the games that he wasn't there, we got dogged. We get dogged by every big man every game, Yeah, but it's a huge difference when Trevor Booker's on the floor or not. Yeah, and you take a look at the impact he made on the game last night against the Mavericks, which was a 109-104 win. Oh, yeah. Um, he had 16 points, 10 rebounds, scored a lot of uh, 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 most of his baskets, you know, down the stretch yeah. in the clutch. Uh, Damari Carroll again last night, 22.7 rebounds in 34 minutes. You have guys that are stepping up, and regardless of the injuries that this team has, regardless of all the turmoil and, you know, not being a well put together roster in terms of front court depth, you have a team that fights night in and night out, and they're 8 and 13 right now. So, uh, 8 and 13? Yeah. 8 and 13 okay. right now. Um, same record as the Thunder. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, but honestly, the players that we lost, even though we lost them, we still don't have a terrible record. Like, it, the record, people think we're a bad team, and we're really not, honestly, because we don't lose by much when we do. We literally put up a fight the entire game. Like, even our third quarters are getting better. We put up, what, like, 42 the other night? Against Houston. Yeah, yeah like, against Houston? I think it was. No, nah, it was... It was another team. I think it was either Houston or the Warriors. I, I, think. I don't remember. But anyways, like, it's just showing a huge difference in the way that we've been playing. Like, yeah, it was the Warriors. Yeah. Like, 
even even against teams that are stacked like yeah. the Warriors, they yeah, were like missing they were missing KD, but you still have Steph Curry, you still have Klay Thompson, you still have Harrison Barnes, and you know all these players. Harrison Barnes is on the map. Oh, <laughs> Draymond Green. There we go. Um, you still have all these players on the Warriors, and they're still the Warriors. So no yeah. matter who they put on the floor, they're still going to be a good team. And you take a look. You know, the first quarter in that game, they were down by twelve right off the bat. You know, they battled back. They used that third quarter as a crutch to get them back into the game. And it honestly, it came down to the last couple of minutes. And That's what a lot of the games are coming yeah. down to. It's not like we lose in the third quarter like we did the past three seasons. Yeah. Like, it's. I just really appreciate the effort that these players are putting in no matter who's on the floor. And to get this out of the way, I told y'all, I'm apologizing to Spencer Dinwiddie every single podcast. Yo. Spencer Dinwiddie. He's been so fucking good for us. Honestly. That, that has to be Sean Marks. Yeah. Best move as a GM for this team so far. You know, getting Damari Carroll in a first round pick was huge. So D'Angelo. But uh, D'Angelo that, that just yeah, wasn't D'Angelo, that didn't matter. D'Angelo was huge. Um no, but Spencer Dinwiddie, he I think that's more of just a development thing because when we got him, he was uh, terrible. Yeah. That's why I was talking Absolutely. shit about him. But now he 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 really he's coming in big for us, especially since we don't have a point guard. Yeah, and he's our other than Isaiah Whitehead, uh he's our only healthy point guard at the yeah. moment. So you're, you have guys like Karis LeVert and Sean Kilpatrick playing point guard. Um, Sean Kilpatrick has to go. No, he doesn't. No disrespect. <laughs> Sean, Sean Kilpatrick. Sean Kilpatrick. Nah, it just sucks that the role that he's been put in now because before when he was getting the minutes and getting the playing time and the opportunity to show what he can do, he was being he was a good basketball player. But now, since we got Karis, since we got Alan Crabb, since we got Spencer, like player, Joe Harris, players that are more valuable to put on the floor with their consistency. Other, He's just not getting the playing time that he used to, so that's why he's not playing as good as he is. He's shooting 28%. Like, that's, that's not what he was for us. Yeah. So. I mean, you know, when, when we called him up from the D-League, when we signed him from the D-League, you know, he he played hungry. He played he played good minutes. He, he scored. played like he wanted a contract. Yeah, he, 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 he put his all into the team, and now that you're seeing, you know, him getting minutes. He's played in 14 games this season. He's shooting 28% from the field. He, it's just a lot of dribbling. A lot of dribbling, contested yeah, look, jump he's, shots. He's, he's That's what even, he does, though. He's not play- Yeah, I know, but he's not even playing 12 minutes a game. Like, right. I mean, well, for what he's playing, I, Lately, wouldn't put him in, I wouldn't put him in for more than 12 yeah. minutes either. But uh, I wouldn't even put him in for five at, at the rate that he's going. I don't know. I just, I just think it's just he's out of his groove since he's not getting consistent minutes. He played 17 minutes last night, scored three points. No, he's been terrible. I'm yeah. not going to... I'm not gonna, defend him on that right. but I'm gonna I'm gonna defend the fact that he he was something yeah, valuable no, no to doubt. the team he was and he was the first real like find for Sean yeah. Marks he was really the first player that you know he took from nothing and turned into a system player then turned into uh, a legitimate NBA player but right now playing Sean Kilpatrick has been de- detrimental yeah, to, been to the team he just takes a lot of bad shots he takes a lot of Pull up jumpers and dribbles a lot and turns yeah, the ball scores. over. That's what he does. Yeah, that's he's what a he scorer. Knows. That's all he knows how to do is yeah. score. And when he's not scoring, he's just another just body on terrible, the court. Yeah. yeah, and another another player that has to go is Timofey Mozgov. Obviously, he's, he's, he's not going anywhere with that contract, but yeah. he really has to go. He's been benched uh, a handful of times. Um, didn't didn't play last night. And it just he has to go. <laughs> Timofey Mozgov has yeah. to go, and he was worth getting D'Angelo Russell, but he's just Honestly, taking if we just drop him, I wouldn't point. even give a fuck. We can't. That's the thing. Yeah, I know. That's too much money to lose. But we can't trade him. We can't drop yeah, him. I know. But Tyler Zeller, honestly, when Tyler Zeller's a better option than your starting 
center like that's not, and Tyler Zeller sucks and he sucks so like, he's not good but he's been giving the Nets good minutes so I, mean, I can't, I can't he, take that the away thing, I can't give him the fact that he hustles yeah but he's just not he's just a big ass body he's like that big ass kid in gym that you yeah. picked him up because he's big as shit yeah but he's ass He'll make so you, the occasional yell at, jump shot no not even like the occasional rebounds. putback like <laughs> no he's been he's been just yell at him he's been hitting threes yeah Tyler Zeller? Yeah. Ew. Yeah, he's been hitting threes. Ew, I don't even notice when he's on the court, to be honest well, with you. You have to. Um, the Nets have won two out of, the, two out of their last three games. Uh, 98-88 win on Sunday over the Grizzlies. Uh, they lost to the Rockets 117-103 uh, on Monday. And, you know, that that was a game that, you know, nobody nobody predicted the Nets to win that game. And then in the, in the win against... In the win against uh, Memphis, the Nets used a 32-18 third quarter to put the game away. You know, they, they got outscored uh, in the fourth, 23-19. But Damari Carroll, that was his first game back. And he got buckets. No, not his first game back. Oh. Damari Carroll had 24-6 uh, and six in that game, then missed the game against Houston. Oh, and yeah, yeah. I, honestly, I do I do think that if he did play against Houston, it would have been a much closer game than the final score. Yeah, because he would have been defending against Harden. Yeah. Um, another isn't play. that the game? Isn't Houston the game that Rondé got hurt? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. that's another big fucking yeah. loss. Rondé has been out the last couple games, and um, that was scary. Did you what? Did you see that? Yeah, Him, yeah. That was, I I wanted to cry. Yeah, no, he missed the game against Houston. On uh, when did he get hurt? I think it was against Memphis. I don't. Uh, yeah, yeah, th- yeah. He tripped on um Tyreek Evans' foot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Against he he got hurt against Memphis. He's been out ever since. And losing a player like Rondé, who's having the season that he's having, you know, he's averaging fourteen a game, five rebounds. His shooting numbers are up across the board. He's shooting fifty percent from the field, which you know. Last season, you might have thought, you know, they're all putbacks, they're all inside interior baskets, but he's expanded his range a little bit. He can hit a mid-range jump shot. His jump shot doesn't look terrible, which is great for his development and great for the Nets because they're finally getting a return on, you know, their draft pick. You know, they, they gave up to get Rondé, and they're finally seeing a legitimate NBA player come into fruition. He's getting bashed on Twitter. His defense isn't what it should be. You know, he has this potential to be a solid defensive player, but you know, you Kenny Atkinson's putting him at power forward and center, where he's yeah. getting bodied by guys that are six ten, six eleven, you know. And Rondé doesn't have the size to you know combat with them. He's only six seven, and when you, you had have, him at shooting guard when he was a rookie, like you can't yeah. put him at power forward. When you when you have a guy like Rondé who's that small compared to other teams' front court players, it's not a recipe for success. Um, we have to address how good Joe Harris has been Yo, for this team. He, this is what he should have been last year, but this is a way better team than last year, so I'm not going to... He really didn't him. even get, you know, a lot of playing time last year. Yeah. You know, um, but this year he's really stepped up, and the Nets have needed him to. He's averaging 10 points per game, shooting 38% from three, and, you know, when the Nets need a three, he's their go-to. He's our Kyle Korver, and... To have him on the team, to have a guy that, you know, you can pass the ball to and, you know, he'll shoot a three and you know it has like a 95% chance of going in. That's huge for floor spacing purposes. Um, yeah, you can trust him to take that shot. Yeah. Like last year, it, it got to a point where like you just cringe whenever he took a shot. But now it's, you can trust him to take even a contested three. Yeah. Like when he's open, you know that shit's going in. Like, yeah. 
I for just, sure. Yeah, like it, it. This team is just way better than what it's displaying. Only towards the fact that we don't have the big men and because of injuries. Yeah, and that that's another thing. You know, compared to previous seasons, the Nets aren't getting blown out every night. You know, like like Mike said, their biggest loss has been by fourteen points, and that was the other night to a very good Rockets team. Yeah, that was against James Harden when he put up thirty. Like, yeah, you can't, I'm not even mad at that. You know, we, you look, we fought against yeah. the Cavs. We fought against the Warriors. We fought against the Trailblazers. All of these are good offensive teams. We we fought against the Celtics too, who are supposed to be the biggest threat in the Eastern Conference right now. But the Cavs not really playing that well. You know, we took the Celtics to the wire. We took the Cavs to the wire. We took the Warriors to the wire. We took the Trailblazers to the wire. We took the Rockets, you know, not down to the wire, but, you know, we gave them a fight. And, you know, th- that's all you can ask for with a team that's built this way. Oh, I lied. Our biggest, oh, our biggest loss is 21. <laughs> yeah, no. Never mind. Yeah, but fuck the Knicks. They, they we don't, don't count that, that, that game. That game don't matter. Yeah, we, we the Nets are playing 81 games this season. <laughs> that game doesn't matter. <laughs> no, Yo, I didn't even see that. Ew. Yeah. <laughs> I just no. looked up and saw the score. Yeah, that's nasty. Yeah. So, you know, this team, they still have a long way to go. With this roster, they still have a long way to go. They have, they have a lot of decisions to make um, regarding contracts, regarding, you know, whether or not they should extend some certain players. And that's things that, you know, they'll cross that bridge when they get there. But for right now, you have to accept the team for what it is. It's not going to change unless they make a trade. And I see I see, I see, see a lot of people making, you know, suggestions that we should trade certain players. Sean Kilpatrick, I absolutely agree with. Yeah, Sean Kilpatrick, honestly, if like, we can trade him in a second-round pick to Philadelphia for um, – Okafor, oh yo yo, I why we need we need a fucking big man. I don't why know are they why. not chasing yeah. that? I don't know why. Free job, yeah. Free job. I, <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why. Uh, you know the Nets haven't really pounced on this. You know they the Sixers literally came out and said we'll take a second round pick for him. Like, give that's, up, that's give up Sean Kilpatrick, give up a second round pick, get a big man that you need. He's still young. And develop him the same way you develop Spencer Dinwiddie, the same way you're developing Rondé and all these players that, you know, come in. And him and Jared Allen in the same... Like, Jalil Okafor is not a good defender, but he provides size. He provides length, and that's what you need in the front court. You know, when you have Trevor Booker, who's, I think, 6'10", as your... No, I think he's 6'8". He's not a big power forward. I think so. I don't know. But when you have, like, guys like Trevor Booker, you know, starting at center and you know, you have Tyler Zeller, you know, these, all these, like, they're talented, but you need a game changer in the front yeah, court. You they're, need... they're not where they should be. You should not have Trevor Booker at center, but since we don't have many options, yeah. I'd rather him be at center than fucking Timothy Nosdall. Yeah, and I'm glad, I'm glad Jared Allen's finally starting to get the minutes that he deserves because he's, he's, he's going to be, he's going to be a really good player if he continues to develop, you know, uh, he missed a stretch of games to an injury and... I honestly think that made a huge difference in his, his development because, like I said before, it got him out of a groove. Like, he was playing decent before he got hurt. Right. And now he's just, like, he's trying to get back into the game when he's 19 years old, so I can't really fault him for that. But it just sucks that we don't have a legitimate big man. Like, we honestly, we really need to do something before. We have 60 games left. We Sean Kilpatrick in a second. All teams in the NBA. Yeah, we can't wait until... Give us your best offer when the fuck for Sean Kilpatrick. Like February? What? Yeah, February. Yeah, we can't wait until February to wait until to get a center. Like, if if it doesn't happen via tra- via trade, you know, call somebody up. Yeah, call well, somebody up. Willie Reed, come back. <laughs> when we finally did call him up, he didn't play well at all. Yeah, well, you know, when you're on a bad team, you're not really gonna play well. 
Even if, even for being on a bad yeah, team, I know. he didn't play well. I know, but he's just big as shit, so we just need something. When you, when you fucking share the front court with Jerome Jordan. Yo, his beanhead ass. I forgot he existed. Um, when I mean, you take a look at the Nets' next couple games, they have a home-and-home home with the Hawks. Uh, uh, Nets will be home Saturday. They'll be in Atlanta on Monday. Then you have the Thunder, the Heat, the Wizards. That's going to be a very tough three-game stretch for, for the Nets. Uh... Actually, four, five, six game, six game stretch. You know, you have the Thunder, oh, the Heat, the Wizards, the Knicks, the Raptors, and the Pacers. All after that home and home series against the Hawks. So if the Nets can grab two wins against the Hawks, uh, the Hawks aren't a good team this year at all. Um, I don't know with the way the Thunder have been playing. I um, I don't know. You know the th- the thing that sucks about having such a a team with good potential, we can literally win all of these games. Yeah. But nobody's healthy. We don't have a big man, so I can't say that we're gonna go six and zero in the next six games. But we honestly, we can. We can win a few. Honestly, the only thing I'm really worried about is the next game because Porzingis is gonna take a caca on and, us. And the Heat game, I I don't think Hassan Whiteside's healthy. Yeah, I'm not really but, worried about the Heat. But yeah, these are hard. These are tough. Games. Every game is gonna be tough considering the the situation we're in. Yeah, for sure. And you know. These next six games, the six games after the Hawks, are really going to tell a story about how good the Nets are as a team and what their potential is this season. Because you can go out and you can beat the Hawks. Yeah, You can beat the Hawks. But to beat the Thunder, the Heat, the Wizards, the Knicks, the Raptors, or the Pacers, you need to have everybody playing at a high level for you know the whole game. And that's something that you know the Nets have struggled putting together this year. You know, they've gotten off to some slow starts. They've picked it up in the second half, but you know, when you dig yourself into a hole, it's kind of hard to get out of it given given your talent situation, given, you know, the injuries that you have on the team. So, it's definitely going to be an interesting uh stretch for the Nets over the next couple games to see what their potential really is as a team. Um another thing that I want to bring up, Spencer Dinwiddie I honestly think he's a top 20 point guard. He's the greatest of all time. Realistically, this season, I really think Spencer Dinwiddie's a top 20 point guard. And I think if he was a starter and he got 30 minutes a game to show what he can actually do, because he like he didn't get the minutes in the beginning of the season. So, yeah. Well, he got minutes, but he now he's starting, so he's showing that he can be consistent. He's averaging six assists per game, and he's a good point guard, to be honest with you. He, he stretches the floor because he's shooting the three pretty well. I think he's shooting like 42%. Um, he, I just, yeah, I, I'm i I'm sorry for talking shit, dog. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm atting you right now. Yeah. You're the greatest of all time. So, I I genuinely, I genuinely think he's yeah, a he, top he, one. He's a, he's a good player. He's a you can't player. name me maybe... If D'Angelo Russell isn't in the first 19 spots... Then you can't name nineteen players. <laughs> um, questions we have one today from at Billy King zero one one zero one six. Is there any young or underused power forwards not Okafor that the Nets could go after? Uh yeah. You know they can they can go out and they can make offers to oh, all Mason Plumlee back. Honestly, yeah, he'd be a good fit. Um, it 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 depends, like. There's there's teams out there that are looking to dump players and I don't know what the situation is roster wise with some of these teams, but Okafor is the ideal 
what you want right now because Philly's literally giving him up for nothing. You give them Sean Kilpatrick in a second round pick, they're happy, you're happy, and that's it. That's that's literally what the Nets need to do, and I, I they need to go out and they need to make a trade for a big man if they want to be competitive, if they want to compete this season, they want to you know. You're eight and you're eight and thirteen. That's not a terrible record to be after twenty one games. Obviously, you know there's games that they could have won. There's games that they should have won, but yeah, that's always a Nets story. Yeah, games that they should have won. <laughs> but um, as of right now, Okafor is the ideal. And I'll say that until we trade for him. No, honestly, the reason why is an ideal is literally like you said, they're giving him up for nothing. He's young. He can score. He's big as shit. I mean, he has... There, there's a lot of upsides. Yeah. And we really need a center. So, yeah. that's the biggest upside. Um, To you so far, who's been the most disappointing net? Other than oh, Sean Kilpatrick. Um, I... I can't even say Timothy Moscow because I didn't like him in the beginning. Um, we expected Oh, Karis LeVert, honestly. I'm not disappointed in him because he's young. Like, all right. He definitely took he, a step back. Yeah, he year. took a step back. That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm not... I'm disappointed for that reason. But, like I said, he's young. He We still have 60 games left. He can find some type of consistency. So, I'm not mad at the fact that he's on the team. I'm not mad at the fact that he's getting 26 minutes a game. I'm just... A little uh, disappointed yeah, in you his want, performance. You expect I mean, he's playing a little better than he was in the beginning of the season. Yeah. He went from shooting 30%, now he's shooting 41%. So, I mean, he's he's finding his shot a little bit more. He, um, Yeah, that's really it. I mean, I don't really have much to complain about. Alan Krabs, he's playing better than he was in the beginning. DeMar Cowell's great. Rondé, like you said before, his defense isn't what it should be, but he's becoming a better scorer. He's still a great player to have on the floor. Um, there's honestly nobody I wouldn't want playing. Quincy AZ. He wasn't, he's not terrible. He's not terrible, he's not but terrible. if he's not hitting threes, then what's yeah, that's, the point? Yeah, there's no point in him being on the floor. I mean, but I am surprised with Isaiah Whitehead. That came out of nowhere. He dropped 24 the other day. Career high. That was fucking random. Yeah, it was really, they needed him to step up. Yeah, they know? really, yeah. They were missing Alan Crabb. They were missing Rondé. They were missing, um, Damari. So... You needed somebody to step up, and Isaiah Whitehead took the opportunity and ran with it, and I'm happy for him because I like Isaiah Whitehead. Yeah, I like. I I don't think that you know he's gonna pan out to be like a a top tier point guard or even like a serviceable backup, but I think Isaiah Whitehead, you know, has a place on this roster. He's better than Sean Kilpatrick at the moment. At the moment, he's better than you know Timothy Mozgov at the moment. So you can't really say that no. a player on this team doesn't deserve a roster spot because yeah. we can't be picky and choosy with the roster at this point. And, you know, obviously, to me, I agree with you. I think Karis LeVert's been the most disappointing this year. You know, he, his three-point shooting is way down. He's averaging 28%. He's shooting 28% from three this year. And that those are shots that he needs to make because he gets so many open looks from three, and they're just bricks. And his jump shot, I don't know what happened to it. Yeah, it doesn't really, honestly, it doesn't need to get to a point where people just leave him open because they know yeah. he's going to miss. Like, he, he just needs to find some consistency. Yeah, and like you said, he's he shoot, he's playing a lot better over these last couple games than he has been in, you know, the beginning of the year where he just shot terribly and performed terribly. He still, you know, makes a couple mental mistakes, has a bad a few bad yeah. turnovers a game. Yeah, he's but young, though. So, technically, he's still in his rookie season. Uh, 
No, last year was his rookie season. He didn't play all of last year, though. He played some games. Yeah, that 82 full games. <laughs> yeah, I know. yeah, I know. No, so, yeah, I see what you're saying, but still, yeah. I, he's still young. He's not, like, really young, young. He's not, like, Jared Allen young, but he's young, and he's going to learn from yeah, that, obviously. Well, and that, that's why I don't understand why so many people are coming for his head. And, Yo, I saw this fucking tweet. This dude said he's 23. He's not that young, considering people are coming in way younger than that. That's fucking stupid. Because twenty three is young as shit. Twenty so, twenty three is yo like honestly don't don't complain about no dumb shit like that. Most players don't even hit their peak until they're in their yeah late exactly 20s. like fucking Demari Carroll he's having his best season scoring and he's thirty years old like don't 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 start with that bullshit. And it's it's all part of you know a process you know. I understand the hype for Carroll Sliver. I understand you know he has all this potential to be a great player, but right now. You have to accept him for what he is at face value. He's a, a talented wing who has potential to be a good NBA player. This He's not going to be a superstar. Season. Yeah, this is his first full season. Uh, development's there. He's the, he's improving over the last couple of games, so that's all you can really ask for. And so far, I think it's a tie between Damari and Rondé for the, the biggest surprise. I think... I think Damari, because we didn't expect anything from him. Yeah. Rondé, we've always had some hope that he's going to be a great player. But Damari, he, nobody expected him to drop 14 a game. No. Honestly, I really didn't. I didn't even expect him to put up 10. No, nah, I think, as a starter, I think he should at least put up 10. We have seven people in double figures. That's another thing. I like the fact that we're not relying on one person to score. Too. Right. Not, not, counting, 10 points a game. not counting D'Angelo and Jeremy Lin. You have... We have six playing right now that yeah. are averaging, but D'Angelo, he was averaging 20 points a game until he got hurt, but Jeremy Lin, you can't count him because he only played one game. Yeah, and, and I think Alan Crabb's been kind of disappointing this year, too, only because... He's had some... He, he's come in big in moments, but yeah. he's not consistent. He's hit some big shots. Yeah, he's, he's not consistently scoring yeah. 12 points a game. And I don't, I don't like the fact that he doesn't attack as much as he should. Like, he's a great shooter. He's a great three-point shooter. He's a great mid-range shooter. But I want to see him attack more. I want to see him be aggressive and not just settle for a contested three or a deep three. Or You know, I just want to see him attack more. Other than that, you know, Timofey Mozgov's garbage. Yeah, he's trash. Um, Sean Kilpatrick, garbage. Um, Tyler Zeller stepped up. He's averaging eight points per game. You know, three rebounds. It's not terrible, but, you know. How many minutes did he play? 18. He's averaging 18 minutes a game, putting up 8 points. You know, Tyler Zeller is... Not bad. He's not terrible, If he but can give us at least 5-6 rebounds a game, yeah. he'll, he'll be he'll be someone you need on the floor. Yeah. But he just gets a lot of stupid fouls. That's one thing I like. Yeah. And this is a young team. They're going to learn for it, from it. Um, and that's the biggest thing. It's a young team. It's not like we have a bunch of 30-year-olds who've been in the league for 10 years yeah. playing like shit. It's, yeah. We have people who are 20, 22, 19 years old. Mm-hmm. They're still learning, so there's not really much to complain about in that sense, considering we have a lot of people that need to learn. So, shut the fuck up. Stop complaining. I, I hate Nets Twitter, except for the ones that are very nice. I love all of you, even though none of you follow me. I love all of Nets Twitter. <laughs> it's a very, it's a very, it's a very... It's not as bad as it used to be. No, it, it's it's a very... It's, it's, it's more fun. optimistic because yeah. because we're playing to potential. Like I just I just like the fact that there are more eyes on the team. The team, the fandom has grown, and I I can't complain about that because I was watching when they were in Jersey when literally like thirty two people showed up to games. So 
to see you know the fan base grow to see more people be um invested in the team and you know want the team to succeed be it whether you know they have great opinions terrible opinions it's all it's all it's all part of the conversation and that's the fact you know that's the thing that you know the Nets never really had you know they never had like a passionate fan base so the fans that are here now and wanted to, want to see the team succeed and I can't, I can't fault anybody for that for wanting to, to see the team succeed so yeah your opinion's your opinion you're entitled to it unless it's wrong and you want to sign Dion Waiters to a five-year contract that's that's wild so yeah that's weird we're gonna wrap up the podcast. Mike, do you have anything you want to say? Fuck the Knicks. I'm sorry, Spencer Dinwiddie. The Nets are the greatest team of all time. I love D'Angelo Russell, Karis LeVert, Rondé Hollis Jefferson, Spencer Dinwiddie, and the rest of the team, no, except I... for Timothy Mosgo. Fuck you. Yeah, I I agree with everything that you just said. Okay, follow me on Twitter at Ty Hernandez underscore. Follow Mike on Twitter at one Mike underscore. Follow Beat of Brooklyn on Twitter at Beat of Brooklyn. We're still going strong with our contest. Um. All season long, all season long, get your guesses in. We tweet the morning of the game. Get your guesses in. And um, you can win a jersey at the end of the season and other cool stuff. So get your guesses in. Um, yeah, that'll do the podcast. Check out the website, beatabroken.com. Um, that's it. We out. Peace.